What's up, everybody? We got to talk about some quarterbacks still because as the season is getting closer, week zero is almost here, but there are still decisions to be made, and we're going to focus on teams that we don't always give love to, but it's still important. Riley Leonard, you got Jordan Moore, Duke football. That is very key. But we also are still diving into a little bit of the coastal chaos. We want to know a little more about Drake May and why, oh, why did he leave Alabama to go to North Carolina? Crazier things have happened. Is it the legacy? Is it all the things that he's going to spark him to have a great run for the heels? Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Each and every week, we get to make you get to make us your first listen out the gate when you start all the good things, a part of your day. We appreciate that. We are your team every day, so we try to give you content for up to 30 minutes, and we appreciate always having some co-hosts here who give us nothing but great takes. J.J. Jackson is in the building from Locked on Blue Devils, so he's got some great things to talk to us about today. J.J., how are you feeling? How's your weekend? Uh, a good weekend, Candace. Thank you for asking. Excited to be one week closer to Duke football returning. At the end of this week, we've got two ACC teams playing football games, which is so exciting. The calendar is almost turning over to September, so I don't know how anyone would be able to complain, Candace. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're probably the first person who I've ever heard say they're excited about Duke football. If you take a shot for every time you heard that, you'd be pretty Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> um, we we yeah, talk always at the beginning of every single season, right? Yeah. Ask me two or three weeks into the year if I'm still saying that. But at the start of the year, everybody is zero and zero. Everybody's yeah. undefeated. Yeah, when you're at more of a basketball school, is there like a ticker for, okay, it's time to really focus and hone in on basketball season? It's still going. Like the okay. basketball, okay. yeah, the basketball <laughs> countdown hasn't stopped. Definitely excited for football. But uh, yeah, can we get to November already? That's when the real stuff happens. Yeah, as long as John Shire is not over here throwing out jabs, I think we're good to go. Like that's as long as it keeps it cordial, right? Everyone's back in mic. He, he's living his best life. I know he's excited for uh, Duke football season, I'm sure, because that means it's a little bit closer to the start of his first season as head coach. So yeah. everything's great in Durham right now. No doubt about it. There's a lot of good things going on in the triangle area when it comes to sports. There's a lot of good things happening in the ACC when it comes to football. Everyone is ready. If you have not yet, we have the ultimate college preview show that is coming around the bin today and throughout the week, talking a little bit about the ACC. So make sure you guys check that out. We, we harped on a lot of the good teams. And of course, we talked about this recent news of Drake May being the starting quarterback for Carolina. We talked about it on yesterday's show. If you have not yet checked it out, please do. But for someone who lives in the Alabama area, Drake May, Wanting to go to Alabama, play behind Nick, play under Nick Saban. It seems like all the stars align for you to be like the next great thing. What do you think was his decision to go to North Carolina? Or even if you don't know specifically, how can anybody get lured away from the Alabama Crimson Tide? Yeah, I mean, it certainly is a fair question to ask. I would wonder if playing time had something to do with it. When you take a look at somebody like Drake May, obviously you've got the family connections, right? Your brother Luke wins a national championship for the North Carolina basketball team. The May family, they're good to go in Chapel Hill forever, even if Drake May doesn't do so well as a starting quarterback. I want to remind people that while Drake May was just named the starting quarterback at North Carolina, if he were in this exact position at Alabama, 
the returning quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide, Bryce Young, is the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and had one of the best statistical seasons in the history of college football in the greatest conference in the Southeastern Conference a year ago. All that to say, and this is after Mac Jones was just there and we see what he's now doing in the NFL and right after Tua Tungavaloa was there and what he's doing and Jalen Hurts, all these guys being starting quarterbacks now at the NFL level. Drake May would have had to sit and wait a little bit before he got his opportunity, Candace. Whereas now at North Carolina, you're the guy. You get to get going right out of the gates. It's your football team. And that's got to be appealing because, uh, I'm sorry, Drake May would not have played football at the University of Alabama this year. Bryce Young is just way too good. That's not a knock on Drake May. It's just, hey, this is the Heisman Trophy winner. This guy's pretty good at football. And uh, I think that's why we see Drake May ending up as a Tar Heel. And North Carolina fans should be excited because he's a really good player. If Alabama wanted him, feel good that you now have him. Yeah, I think it's exciting to know after doing some research on research on him that, yeah, if you're a kid from North Carolina, it only makes sense that you stay in the area. I get wanting to venture off. I personally wanted to go far away, but sometimes home is just where it comes calling. Now, when it comes to the season, I feel like the pressure is on for him to try and be the next Sam Howell or similar to Sam by saying, I just need the toughness, right? I don't necessarily need the statistics out the gate. Like the first year might be a struggle, but I would love to see the toughness from him similar to Sam because Sam put up with a lot. And I don't know if that O-line is going to get exponentially better than it did last year. You've got the wide receiver to throw it to and Josh (laughs) Downs out there on the outside. So that's got to give you a little bit of confidence if you're Drake May and you're right. Toughness is going to be the biggest thing in all of this. North Carolina is one of those teams that plays at the end of this week. We have now officially created week zero over the past few seasons in college football. Before everybody kicks off, we've got a couple of teams playing one another, including a Big Ten conference game all the way across the pond in Ireland this weekend. But North Carolina is one of those teams that gets a chance to play against Florida A&M, a team that they should have no problems against Saturday night there in Keenan Memorial. JJ, uh, you say they should have no problem, and yet I think they're going to stumble. I think they're going to stutter step. It's the the first game of the year. There's going to absolutely be a little bit of rust and everything that goes into it. But if you just look at these two teams on paper, Mm -hmm. it should not be a football. It shouldn't be competitive. Strictly looking roster by roster, position by position, North Carolina should have the edge everywhere on the field. Now it's just a matter of going out there and doing it. And as someone who has followed Gene Chizik in his career, a lot of people have talked about the defense and whether or not we're going to see vast improvements, right? I think Coach Bateman, for all he did, you know, he was a great man. I think he had great leadership, but this, there was something missing. Maybe that missing piece is something that Gene possesses in Duke, and we'll see Carolina's defense make that shift. I don't know. What are your yeah. thoughts around him and just what he can bring to this new defense as a defensive coordinator? I love him. I've had the opportunity to chat with him and interview him a lot over the years. You mentioned Uh, kind of my ties of being an alum of Auburn University and Coach Chizik uh, being the head man when the Auburn Tigers won the national championship. Look, he can't change the personnel that's on the defense from a year ago. So to say all of a sudden North Carolina is going to have the best defense out there in the land, it's not like Coach Chizik arrived with 11 five-star starters with all these college football experiences already. That's just not the case. However, I do think you will see everybody continue to improve throughout the season. He's been a defensive coordinator both at North Carolina for Mac Brown and also was with Mac Brown when they won a national championship together with the Texas Longhorns back when Vince Young was the quarterback in that great team that was there. So Coach Chizik is very familiar 
with Mac Brown and North Carolina football. I feel like I don't need to convince North Carolina fans. If you're still needing to convince yourself of this man's credentials, I don't know how more to help you out because yeah. the guy's ready to rock and roll. He's good. Yeah, I don't necessarily think I need convincing of Gene. It's can you bring out what the best of what I already feel like we have on paper? Like Tony Grimes is a dog. That's the question. Austin yeah. Echo, Power Eccles is a dog. Like I think we have Rava Hasek and all the guys. We have all the pieces. Jaquarius Conley. Like he's one step ready to be our next Quentin Copels, right? He's one step ready to be my guy, Robert Quinn. So I'm not worried about, you know, whether or not he can actually deliver the X's and O's. Just can he bring it out of the guys who are already sitting there who probably have been waiting to have those breakout seasons, Rob Rod Dilworth, all the guys. Like, I think it's high time that we see some positives in terms of that regard for a defensive standpoint. But beyond that, you know, we have to talk about some other teams around the Coastal because Coastal chaos is pretty much there. We know the Atlantic is going to do well and we're going to have all of the good things. And of course, when we talk to AJ Black tomorrow, we'll get all of that Atlantic Division action, but it's very coastal centric today. I want to remind you guys, though, that if you're trying to figure out who is going to take that coastal championship, you should strongly get yourself ready with some betting action. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. It continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. They have everything from college football, college basketball, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, and more. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're rocking and rolling with J.J. Jackson of Locked on Blue Devils. And, of course, he has some very much insight because he's our local expert when it comes to Blue Devils and Blue Devil football. And Mike Elko is trying to change the tide. I've said plenty of times I think this is going to be a different season. They had the people. They just needed, you know, the leadership. And now maybe we'll find some progress there. But when it comes to leadership on the field, we got to talk about the quarterback situation because Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore are both still battling. And it might be a weak a week of decision. We had this week zero where we figured out who Drake May was going to be the starter. Will it be the same for Duke as they head into their first matchup against Temple? Do I think it should be? No, but crazier things have happened. What has been your insight towards the battle? And do you think there's an edge towards one or the other? Yeah, I think it's uh, certainly something to watch as the start of the season gets closer. You mentioned leadership and it starts at the quarterback position on the field. Duke has really struggled at that spot with consistent play. Over the past few seasons, really since Daniel Jones went off to the NFL, they've really struggled to find their guy to kind of take over the reins and that sort of thing. I could very well see this being a situation where both guys get a good chance to play in the first game of the year and possibly going into the second and third weeks of the season. Duke starts with four non-conference games before getting into ACC competition. And when it's a brand-new coach who doesn't really have eyes, experience, for these two players on the field in game settings, how can you fairly evaluate what's going on? What we do know is that Jordan Moore is electric with the football in his hands. We saw that last year. He would come in and spell Gunnar Holmberg a little bit, had some rushing touchdowns, able to be very elusive and scramble in the pocket. Riley Leonard, a bit of a better passer right now, but what does that do for your offense? That's the big question that remains to be seen. I think what we have learned is that Duke wants to find any way possible to let Jordan Moore be out there on the field because he is so dynamic with his legs and adds that extra running element to an offense. So with that in mind, that's why right now today, as here we are, you know, less than two weeks away from Duke football getting started, I give Jordan Moore kind of the leader in the clubhouse there in that quarterback race. Mm, very interesting. Interesting to say that in terms of because I think that Duke needs a passer in the sense of there's no Mateo Durant in the backfield, right? There's no Mateo Durant ready to help you run. Is there any – 
part of the run game that has given you some sort of spark that will help Jordan or Riley whenever they're out there. A couple of guys get a chance to step up, right? Jordan Waters was right behind Mateo Durant a season ago, and a couple of freshmen have uh, kind of been impressive so far throughout fall camp. But, yeah, that's the thing, Candace. You just don't have a lot of game experience at that tailback spot. So that's what's making this a little bit more difficult, too. And, you know, I I hate to kind of go for the cop-out answer, but we just need to see a little bit of game action to know exactly what the pecking order of that running back room would be. Waters has got to be the top guy because he's got the experience from a season ago, but then I do think other players will emerge throughout the season. How confident are you that the Temple game is going to be in Duke's favor and that you'll see something out of some of the guys that you've been really intrigued by? Yeah, I've, I've been talking to a, a good bit of, of my Duke football buddies, and uh, we talk about it a lot, a lot on Blue Devils. Again, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, shameless plug right there. But when you talk about that Temple game, a lot of people are way more optimistic. I'm kind of with you, Candace, where it's like, look, first game of the year, crazy things happen. You know, you've got to get your feet settled and take care one play at a time all that jazz. Uh, But you look at this Temple football team, they just don't have a lot of experience coming back. They're really not that good. Duke should win this game on paper. It's crazy to think that Duke football might actually be in a better spot than Temple right now, even with that uncertainty at quarterback. So I think we will get some questions answered in that first game of the year. No doubt about it. And because we're here, we might as well talk about all the week zero teams. Can't leave Florida State out of the conversation. They open up against Duquesne. And I think that the Duquesne, Duquesne, I I try every time, but, you know, it was a, it's a new name. I think every you got episode. it right the first time. Okay, great. It's yeah. a new it's a new name every episode, so it's fine. Uh, I really want to believe in Mike Norvell and feel like okay, this is the year that it just changes, everything shifts, or this is the year that we just lay it plain. It is what it is. We know that he can only his ceiling is but seven games, eight games, maybe like that's a stretch uh, for Florida State. Is this the year where we figure out if not Mike Norvell is the guy? I think it's got to be. I think you got to take a step in the right direction. You've had a few seasons there in Tallahassee, and that's a football program who, under Jimbo Fisher, won a national championship. Anytime you can look at the last guy and know that you won a national championship, that's going to put more pressure on you, right, Candace? Like, I look at a school like LSU, okay? LSU had a man by the name of Ed Orgeron who won a (laughs) national championship and yet was shown the door, right? Won a national championship and was shown the door. The man right before him was Les Miles, who won a national championship and then was shown the door because he just wasn't living up to standards. And right before that, the man before Les Miles was Nick Saban, who won a national championship. And while he wasn't shown the door, he took a trip off to the NFL. Still, you look at a school like that, their last three head coaches have won a national championship. That puts a lot of pressure on Brian Kelly, by the way, who's coming over from Notre Dame to take hold of that LSU program. And I know this wasn't an LSU question. I just say all that to say when Jimbo was your last head coach at Florida State and won a national title, and you can see in this 21st century era of college football that the Seminoles are capable of being at the top, are capable of playing in the college football playoff, your coach has to get it done. You're in Florida. There is talent in the state of Florida. You just got to find a way to get it done. So, yeah, Mike Norvell has to take – steps in the right direction this season has to yeah but in the same way we talk about Mike Elko we talk about Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore conversation there is a conversation around Jordan Travis and Mike Norvell both like are they the guys Mm, it could be argued that no 
But at the same time, this is what you have. Can you make something shake with it? And you can make something good out of it. I feel like it's there. I think Mike and Jordan are both great guys. They have all the capabilities. Unfortunately, like being a nice person is not what we love here in football country. Like we like wins. We hate losses. Like it doesn't matter, you know, how you treat anybody else. It's like, can you win the game? Like that's that's what's matter. Because you talk about yeah, if you talk about Ed, if you talk about less, it's like it's lack of institutional control, sure. But if you had to sacrifice that for a national championship, fine. And I think I might be ready for this is a game where character is not always the greatest. Like if you have to be a good person as well, it's like a bonus when it comes to winning. But, you know, either way it goes, we'll, we'll, we figure it out. As we move, though, through week one, we know there are some huge mat- matchups here in the ACC. Clemson and Georgia Tech being one. And I know as you are in sort of that lay of the land, Georgia Tech, of course, being led by Jeff Sims, who a lot of people are not high on, and I don't know why, but whatever. And Jeff Collins trying to take on the beast that is Dabo Sweeney and DJ Uyunglele. I feel like Georgia Tech might scare them more than people think, but everyone is just so high on Clemson right now. And I just want to know what shifted. Because before, it was like, oh, they're down bad. Now it's everyone's, you know, big and big ups, and you know they're going to do the damn thing, the whole kit and caboodle. Well, you know me. I was never in question how Step I felt you. about yes. Clemson. You, right. JJ. <laughs> I was never in that boat. This team's really good. A ten win, a ten win team a year ago. Uh, and sure, you start the year off with an ACC game against Georgia Tech. That's a program, like you said, that has a lot to improve. Jeff Collins needs to take steps in the right direction. Georgia Tech is a program that in Atlanta, you're right there with tons of talent around you in that area. Find a way. Together we swarm. That's what they got to be doing. I just don't know how much swarming you're going to be able to do against a team like Clemson to start the year because they're that good. Swarming reminds me of shawarma, which is like one of my favorite deli sandwiches. But that's, <laughs> I digress. I, I just got hungry all over again. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. I do think that it's very interesting for a lot of these low tier ACC teams, like the coastal side, especially like the Dukes, the Georgia Techs, the Virginia Techs right now. They're trying to make that shift. And for me, it's like Duke has nowhere to go but up. Georgia Tech has nowhere to go but up. But they have a lot of pressure on Jeff Collins to figure it out or he might not be the guy. But I wish there was just more like expectation for teams like the Dukes of the world to be like, yeah, we also want to be excellent and we also want to have those good things coming to us. So maybe it'll, maybe it'll shift this year. Falcon. Yeah, which is, I think, what Mike Elko is trying to push for. He wants there to be expectations for the Duke football program, which is a great thing. I mentioned how exciting it is in the life of Duke Athletics to have your men's basketball coach and football coach both going into year one. Let's yeah. also remind ourselves that Nina King is the new athletic director for Duke. She's only a year or two in the job. So very young, a lot of energy within that athletic department. And I think Duke does want to be great at everything. Why not be an everything school and be elite at what you can do out there on the field? And when you talk about expectations, Mike Elko has the benefit of it only being the first year. You've got a little bit of time to play with. When you're talking about someone like Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech or Mike Norvell at Florida State, you've had a couple of seasons now. You don't get that year one pat on the back. It's okay. Take a step forward next season. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm just I'm excited for football to be here and we get to watch it this weekend, Candace. Yeah, week one is upon us. Week zero, we already feel like our teams could take care of business. But how important is it that the ACC in general has a great showing to start out the game? Always important. I mean, you've got five teams in the preseason top 25, like we talked about last week. So you want to see those teams perform well, take a step in the right direction. You never want to be the conference that after one week, there are so many, you know, message board hot button topics about, oh, no, the ACC is tragic and terrible. You don't want that to be the perspective. So uh, for all these teams, it's really important to get off on the right foot.
listen, you watch one all 22 and you think you're like the new coach expert and all the guys miss their assignments and everyone's just ready to throw the whole season away. It's, and you're it's ready to take over as the head coach. It's yeah, coming. Exactly. It, it's absolutely coming. So I, I look forward to it. JJ, could you please remind these folks of where they can find you and follow your work? Absolutely, Candace. Enjoy joining you every week here on Locked on ACC. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Our show is on Twitter as well at LO underscore Blue Devils. And Lockdown Blue Devils is available for free every day, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Look forward to talking with you again next week, Candace. No doubt about it. Guys, thanks again for coming on, for listening to Locked on ACC, your first listen every day. The Ultimate College Preview is here, a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come back tomorrow. Got A.J. Black in the building. He's previewing, getting us ready for the season. We're super excited about that. Candace Cooper and J.J. Jackson. Until next time.